Thank you, Jai, and thanks to all of you who are coming out this Sunday afternoon in Spanish Fork, Utah. Thanks to those who download these talks as podcasts from iTunes. We invite your comments, correspondence, and feedback. My email is at utahchristians at gmail.com. Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, founder Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Maganati Marandasya, Gananga Salakya, Chaksurim, Miri Tamyana Tajmai, Shikurave, and Maha. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Talk to you today about the victim mentality. We all go through things that are unfair. People do us wrong. Company let us go. We came down with a bad case of COVID. When that happens, it's easy to live with a victim mentality, thinking that we're at a disadvantage. We were shortchanged. We can't do anything great. Look how we were raised can't love again. That last person hurt us too badly and can never be happy again. I've been through too much. Now, as long as you accept that you're a victim, you're going to stay right stuck where you are. You may have been through unfair situations. Who hasn't? But our message today is don't use it as an excuse to feel sorry for yourself, to give up on life, and to stop pursuing your dreams. We are the persons we are today because of the decisions that we've made. However, it's also just as true to say that we are the persons we are today because of decisions that we have not made. Not to decide is to decide to be a victim, a victim of circumstances, a victim of others, a victim of paralysis. If we don't decide, someone or something is gonna decide for us. Many of us fail to see how our apathy is rooted in a victim's mentality. All we see are excuses. Well, I would develop my gifts more thoroughly, but my friends and family don't support me. I would pursue a healthier job, but I need the money and security of the present one. I would grow in my relationship with my spouse, but he or she's not interested. I would devote myself more fully to spiritual growth, but can't find the time. I would realize more of my potential, but no one will help me. Alternative to that is the when-then game. When I find the time, then I'll figure out what to do with my life. When I feel confident, then I'll try using my gifts. When my boss is more supportive, then I'll perform better at work. When my spouse is more affirming, then I'll work on my marriage. The truth is, if you're not actively pursuing the kind of person that you want to be, then you're pursuing the kind of person you don't want to be. In other words, not to decide is to decide. Ask yourself, what do you enjoy doing more than anything else in the world? What's your greatest passion? What gets your blood rushing? What makes your heart start going thump, thump, thump? And does it excite you to think of using these God-given talents in the service of the Lord? In the words of Howard Thurman, quote, ask yourself, what makes you come alive? And then go and do that, because what the world needs is people who've come alive. You have to take the hand that you've been dealt and make the most of it. Nothing that's happened to you has stopped your destiny. That person who did you wrong, that walked away, may have been painful, but they don't have the power to ruin your life. 
If they could stop Krishna's plan or God's plan for your life, then they would be more powerful than God himself. So our encouragement is don't let one bad break, one difficult season, one unfair situation, one betrayal make you sour to live with a chip on your shoulder. And when we go through loss and things we don't understand, the victim mentality will always come knocking at the door. And we have to make a choice. Are we going to live bitter, discouraged, thinking we're a victim of our circumstances, a victim of the loss, a victim of this unfair boss, a victim of this pandemic? Or are we going to believe that Krishna, God's in control, he's ordering our steps, his plans for us are good? Instead of having a victim mentality, why not take that same negative energy and switch it over to a victor mentality? That bad break is not how your story ends. The loss, the sickness, the injustice is not going to limit the rest of your life. Why? Because Krishna, God, will pay you back double for the unfair things that have happened. If you're going to see that double in your life, you have to know that God's going to make it up to you. It may be unfair, but God is a fair God. He saw what happened. He knows who hurt you, what you lost, what you're struggling with. And I'll tell you, he's not going to just bring you out. He's going to bring you out better. So why not get rid of that victim mentality? Quit dwelling on who hurt you, what you lost. You're not a victim. Krishna always causes his devotees to triumph. That bad break wasn't fair. You didn't like it. But what you can't see is it set you up for double. The boss who overlooked you, you didn't get the credit. You could feel like a victim, but no. Get ready. Krishna's going to make it up to you. Set you up for promotion, increase, open doors, favor you wouldn't have had if that bad break had not happened. Now, here's the key. Nobody can make you a victim. They can do things that are unfair. You can go through things you don't understand, you don't like. But can I tell you that none of that can force you to have a victim mentality. You have to give permission to become a victim. You have to make that choice. I'm at a disadvantage. I'm going to wallow in self-pity. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. This bad break has stopped my future. When you're tempted to think and talk like that, that's when you have to dig down deep and say, no thanks, I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to live bitter, angry, thinking that I've been shortchanged. Why not? Because I know that Krishna, God, is still on the throne. I know he didn't bring me this far to leave me. I know that what was meant for my harm, God's going to use it to my advantage. Here's a newsflash. There'll always be critics when you're pursuing your victory. There'll always be jealous or insecure people trying to foil your plans. There'll always be backbiters who try to intimidate you. There'll always be envious people affirming and reminding you of your failures. And yet, when you do fail, when you're down in the dirt of self-pity and your critics continue to shake their fingers at you saying, I told you so, Remember these things. The victim says, I can't. The victor says, 
I can do all things through Krishna who strengthens me. The victim says, it's not my fault. The victor says, I am responsible for my actions. The victim says, oh, we never did it that way before. The victor says, nothing ventured, nothing gained. The victim lives in fear. The victor lives in faith. The victim sees problems. The victor sees opportunities. The victim strikes back. The victor takes the high road. The victim harbors resentment. The victor lets it go. The victim gives up. The victor presses on. The victim explains why it can't be done. The victor believes it can be done. The victim offers excuses. The victor sets an example. The victim is reactive. The victor is proactive. The victim says, with man, this is impossible. The victor says, with Krishna, God, all things are possible. The victim says, the odds are against us. And the victor says, if God be for you, who dare be against you? Sir Edmund Hillary, we were talking about him earlier today, made several unsuccessful attempts at scaling Mount Everest. And after those failures, he finally succeeded in becoming the first man to summit Mount Everest. How did he do that? He learned from his failures. For instance, one time he stood at the mountain's base, shook his fist towards it and said, I'll beat you because you are as big as you're going to get, but I'm still growing. Every time he climbed and failed, something inside of him grew and grew and grew. Finally came that special day when all of his growth made a difference. He did not fail. He summited Mount Everest. Short poem, if you don't mind, about growing, getting better. I read of a reverend who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to dates on her tombstone from beginning to end. He noted that first came the date of her birth and spoke of her death date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between the years. For that dash represents all the time she spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved her know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and how we spend our dash. <laughs> so think about this long and hard. Are the things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left. You might be at dash mid-range. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way that others feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. When everything is said and your last breath is taken, will there have been more done than said or will there have been more said than done? The clock's ticking. Krishna's adventure for your dash is waiting. Our time is too short, our assignment too great to waste time in self-pity, wallowing in a victim's mentality. We need to affirm to ourselves every morning and throughout the day, I refuse to be a victim. I'm not a victim of my brother's jealousy, not a victim of this person who lied about me, not a victim of the coach who belittled me. They did me wrong, but Krishna said he would make it up to me. They forgot about me, but Krishna remembers me. They tried to push me down, but I know that Krishna will lift me up. Every voice will say, you're a victim. Come on, accept it. It's not fair. Krishna's forgotten about you. Can I tell you, not 
to give those voices the time of day. Krishna, God is watching you. He sees you shaking off the self-pity, doing the right thing when it's hard, being good to people who weren't being good to you, giving it your best even when you don't see progress. Your time is coming if you kept God first place. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Suddenly doors are going to open. Suddenly the right people will show up. Suddenly you'll see promotion, vindicating. Dreams come to pass. Suddenly things will happen that are beyond your imagination. When we say we're a victim, what we're saying is what someone did to me has limited my future. People don't have that kind of power. Circumstances can't stop what is ordained for your life. It is said that what Krishna or God has purposed, no one can annul. The only way that something can stop you is if you start living like a victim in self-pity. We're not going to understand everything that happens along the way. There'll be plenty of temptations to be a victim, but those are tests if instead you keep the right attitude when it's not fair, when you feel like being discouraged, wondering why did this happen, just put your foot down. Don't replay that wrong in your mind. Think instead that Krishna is going to turn it to your advantage. It's going to catapult you to where you couldn't go on your own. That's what happens when you refuse to be a victim. When you say, no thanks to bitterness, no thanks to self-pity, no thanks to living defeated. Krishna is going to take what was meant for your harm and use it to your advantage. But as long as you're playing the role of a victim, you're giving the enemy, Maya, permission to keep you defeated. Ginger Sprouse, she was a business owner in a town called Nassau Bay, Texas. She drove by the same homeless man on her way to work every day. The man, Victor Hubbard, paced up and down the sidewalk and occasionally spoke to passers-by. And one day, Ginger gave in to her curiosity and stopped to talk to Victor. She discovered he was waiting for his mother. She had abandoned him three years previously at that very spot. And since then, every day, he paced back and forth on this particular stretch of sidewalk because he was waiting for his mother. Victor believed that she was coming back to get him for three years, he had been waiting for her return. Ginger, touched by a story, began stopping by and visiting with Victor. And when the weather turned cold, she and her husband invited Victor to stay with them. She even started a GoFundMe to raise some money. And soon he had food and clothing and a few other necessities. But he still didn't have the one thing that he needed, a home. So after a lot of discussion, Ginger and her husband invited Victor to move in with them permanently as a member of their family. She said, we had to make that decision. Is he really a member of our family? Do we really mean it when we say that he's going to be in our lives from here on in, if that's what he wants to be? And we said, yes. Can I tell you, Krishna or God did not have to make that kind of a decision about us. From the beginning of creation, he made us a part of his family. Krishna created us not as victims, not to make excuses and drag through life, but to shine. 
as sons and daughters of the Almighty. We have his DNA. There's royal blood flowing through your veins, the blood of victors and not victims. Creation descended on earth 5,300 years ago to show us who the Godhead really is, give us his name, qualities, fame, pastimes, and paraphernalia, and to offer us his protection, power, love, and to invite us back to home, back to God. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. No matter what you're facing at the moment, no matter how long you've been facing it, Krishna is telling you he has victory in store for you. Prabhupada, our spiritual master, wrote these words, quote, Krishna is giving protection, but not as much as he wants to give you protection. Why not? Because you deny to accept it because you deny to accept his protection therefore he is not giving protection to you as much as he would like to but if you come to that point where you want God's full protection here is the condition sarva tarman parichagya mame kam saranam baja aham tam sarva papibyo mokshyasi masuchaha Bhagavad Gita 18th chapter, 66 verse. Give up your own manufactured, concocted means of protection and just surrender full-heartedly to God. He's offering his full protection. Protection from what? What is it that we need protection from mainly? Is there one thing we can put our finger on which is the source of most of our misery? And the answer is yes. It is our own sinful activities. It is our own bad choices from the past because we don't know what to do and what not to do. So we act capriciously. We act whimsically. And then when the reaction to those bad decisions come upon us, like a seed which finally bears a bitter fruit, then we suffer. We become victimized by our own bad choices, acting through the karmic laws of material nature. However, if you surrender to Krishna, he will give you protection. You'll never again be victimized. In the 10th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says to Arjuna, Tisham satatiyokinam bhajatam pridiyam didami buddhiyogam tam yenamam yuantitam. God is offering to guide you. God is within you. God can speak to you. You can hear him provided you are fully surrendered. Yes, there's been injustice in the past. Yes, there have been and there will be in the future. I guarantee you things that are not fair. But this is a new day. The reason that you're here today, the reason that you're hearing this message is that Krishna believes you're the one to break the cycle. You're the one to say, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. I'm going to set a new standard. I'm going to believe for better things. I'm going to live whole, free, expecting favor. It starts in your thinking. As long as you think like a victim, it's going to limit your destiny. You won't pray bold prayers. You won't believe for big dreams. You won't expect God's favor. We're not slaves. 
We're not victims limited at a disadvantage. We're children of the Most High God. No more forever the victim. No more I always get bad breaks. It's just my luck. No more my family has always struggled. It's just who we are. Krishna's doing a new thing. Now do our parts. See ourselves differently. A new perspective. You're not a victim of your past. A victim of what went before you. A victim of what didn't work out. You're a victor. Krishna is about to release freedom, wholeness, abundance, favor like you've never seen before. You've been raised up for just such a time as this to make a difference, to take your family and your generation to a new level. I heard a story about an alcoholic. He was a father. He had two twin sons. Growing up, he would get drunk and mistreat them. He was angry and mean. He'd say things that were hurtful curse them out. He was both verbally and physically abusive. And these boys grew up into young men and left home as soon as they could. And one son, he became an alcoholic, drank, partied, never did anything productive. And someone asked him why he drank so much. He says, duh, my father was an alcoholic. That's all I've seen modeled for me. I had a terrible childhood. What do you expect? The other son became very successful, running a large company, talented, disciplined, married, great kids. And after work, his colleagues noticed that he never touched alcohol. And they asked him why he didn't drink. He gave the same answer as his brother. <laughs> because my father was an alcoholic. They both went through the same experience, but one got stuck being a victim the other used what he saw growing up to inspire him to be better. One became bitter, one became better. The one refused to be a victim any longer. Now my question to you today is, which son are you? Which daughter are you? We're all gonna go through things that aren't fair. The question is, are you going to continue being a victim or are you going to refuse to be a victim? You can't be a victim and go into your promised land. The enemy, Maya, would love to convince you to be forever the victim. Always see some reason to not move forward. I wasn't raised right. My cousin hurt me. I came down with this illness. I lost a loved one. Now, I'm not making light of any of that. I know it's not easy, but I also know you can't move forward if you play the victim role. It was painful, but staying a victim will keep you in pain. It will bring you more heartache. You have to turn it over to Krishna and live out of a place of wholeness, freedom, and victory. Starts in your thinking. People may have done me wrong, but Krishna will make it up to me. I'm leaving it up to him. I wasn't raised in a healthy environment, but that's in the past. Didn't stop my destiny. Dealing with this illness, lost a family member. My company let me go. It was difficult, but I'm not bitter. I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I know Krishna is going to cause all things to work out for my good. It's not healthy living as a victim. Negative things may have happened, but don't let what you've been through become your identity. Don't become known as the person who went through the tragedy. 
the person who lost their loved one, the person who had a bitter divorce, the man who lost his job. That's what happened to you. That's not who you are. And we all have opportunities to be a forever victim. We can't get past it. It was too traumatic. They hurt me too badly. The disappointment is too painful. The loss is too great. These thoughts of self-pity, bitterness, it's not fair. You're at a disadvantage. This has soured your life. You have to dig down deep at this point. Follow the heroes of faith and say, I refuse to be the victim. I refuse to let this limit my passion to cause me to give up on my dreams. That attitude is what allows God or Krishna to pay you back for the wrongs, to bring beauty out of the ashes, to give double for the unfair things. This is a choice that we all have to make in our lives. Not if the hurts come, if you had bad breaks. I'll tell you right now, these things are going to happen. The real question is, are you going to live bitter in self-pity? Or are you going to say, this wasn't fair, but Krishna, I know that you're still on the throne. It was a bad break, but you said you'd pay me back. They did me wrong, but you are my vindicator. I'm going to trust you and move forward with my life. Put on a new attitude, see yourself in a different way, and then get ready to enter your promised land. It's a new day. No more. Forever the victim. A new approach. Forever the victor. Break that cycle. Just think, where would you be in five years if you'll start refusing to be the victim? It's not going to happen easily. Your feelings are going to want to tell you to feel sorry for yourself. But that's when you have to be bold and refuse to be the victim. Refuse to replay that wrong over and over and over again in your mind because that's not who you are. Every unfair thing that's happened to us has set us up for double. Krishna saw it. Krishna's promised to pay your back. Now do your part. Play the right role. Play the role of the victor. If you'll do this, I believe that what was meant for your harm, Krishna's turning to your advantage. Like the heroes of faith, you're going to go into your promised land. Promotion is coming, restoration, vindication, healing, freedom, abundance, the fullness of your destiny in this life, next life. Go back to home, back to God. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.